If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's down economy, with the experience and knowledge you already have, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Ginny Barrow. Leaders want it all. In this podcast, we talk about it all, from how to integrate all of who you are, from developing leadership skills and empowering yourself with a growth mindset in your career, relationships, finances, and even your emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, Dr. Jenny Barrow sits down with Kathy McKeon, who is a global market access, strategies, and affordability solutions, senior corporate account executive at Merck. Kathy is a results-driven biopharmaceutical leader with over 25 years of experience in healthcare, market trends, and sales in the Northeast. Let's start by you giving us a little bit of your background. I know you have a very interesting background. And um, we'd love to hear a little bit about it. Chini, I grew up one of six, one of the youngest of six kids in the Bronx. Came from very humble beginnings. And um, I had an event in my life early on that really changed my DNA and really pivoted me to a very different direction in life. My father died suddenly in high school. And within a year, my mother had a devastating diagnosis. So... Losing my parents very young and then going on to college really changed me. But the silver lining to that, through all that sorrow, and it was a very painful time through my teens and early 20s, was the gift really of resilience, of grit, of Mm. hard work, and really leaning in to education. As you can imagine, I graduated a little bit early from high school and went on to college, and um, I needed a job very badly. My skill set was such that at the age of 17, I was good at science, right? Uh, I became a nurse because there was a big nursing shortage in New York at the time. And I knew that I could get through school and get a job immediately, which I did. And I enjoyed um, my time as a nurse. I was a practicing nurse in the New York metropolitan area for about seven years. And during that time, Jenny, I went back to school at night for my business degree. So I had a second undergrad. As much as I love nursing, I knew I wanted to make a much bigger contribution to healthcare Mm. in in, in a a more profound way. After I got my business degree, I went to work for Merck. Wow, And and how long has it been since you've been at Merck? So I've been with Merck 30 years and I've loved it. And I've had the privilege of having many different roles and really learning and expanding. And when I first started Merck, this was kind of exciting. I went back to grad school for my master's in public health and um, focused in on epidemiology and health policy. And again, that really broadened my uh, landscape. I I worked with one of the marketing teams when we were getting ready to launch a first-in-class drug which worked out really nicely. So, and the other silver lining, I think from those stumbles in life, we all have stumbles. I, I think from my, my parents passing and they were wonderful, wonderful people, um, but they were real proponents of education. So I became a really voracious reader. And even to this day, I read over 20 books a year uh, and, really, and really love it. And, you know, today, Jeannie, as you know, it's so extraordinary. We can do so much online. I just finished a course on epigenetics. Wonderful. Uh, aside from doing your extraordinary uh, class, which I really want to talk about, the Fearless Mastermind, which really transformed me, by the way. So that's kind of my backstory. And, and I'm married and I have, um, I have a gorgeous daughter. Yes, you do. 
who's out of college, who's an extraordinary young lady who I'm very proud of. And what I loved most about my career at Merck uh, was the balance it gave me. So I was able to do lots of different roles, have lots of experiences, and still have that really wonderful work-life balance, which I think is very unique. Yes, and I know you and I know each other well, Kathy, and I'm so grateful that I get to work with you and I get to coach you and I get to see you blossom uh, over the years. And now your daughter, who's 24, is also uh, one of the people that I work with. And it's so great to start working with her at such a young age as she is starting her own career as, as a woman, as a professional in, you know, in business. So it's very exciting for me to do this generational coaching, right? <laughs> well, you know, Judy, I tell you, for my husband and I, it is the greatest gift in the universe. When I was coming of age, I didn't even know what a career coach was. <laughs> and to be able to give her this gift is, is something incredible. And she is incredibly grateful. And she's and I, so smart. Well, every day I, I see her just blooming and I say, it's, my husband and I laugh, he says, all because of Jenny. Well, so, he, um, trust me, all because of her. And, you know, we give her a little push. <laughs> So I'd like to actually just give some comments about, I really want to share out with people on how I met you because it, it's, it came at a divine time in my career. As you remember, you gave um, a wonderful overview at our headquarters uh, to the Women's Network, which was actually a global event. And it was, uh, Kimberly had taken me to it and it was just so extraordinary. And the moment I met you, I knew that I, I, I wanted to work with you. And it was such a perfect time. I believe my daughter was like, just starting college at the time at, or in the middle of college. And so for me, it was like, what's Kathy's chapter two? And so step in Ginny Barrow to help me with that. And Ginny, as you and I both know, upon meeting and working with you, I had three very significant events in my career that were extraordinary, where I actually had the courage to pitch various ideas and projects to senior leadership. And they were like, go for it, do for it go for it, do it. And right now I'm, I'm leading a Vanguard project, um, which has never been done. We're, we're doing something really unique with um, oncology value-based insurance design. And it's really, really an exciting project. And all of that came from the confidence and skills in coaching that I had gotten from you. So the last couple of years of my career have been so fulfilling and so much fun. And it is directly when I think of anyone or anything more transformative is because of our time together. So I thank just you, Kathy. Thank you. I so appreciate the kind words and trust me when I say they're kind, because I know that so much of what you have accomplished in your career is because of that resilience that you build up since you were a really young woman. And I so appreciate working with you because I know that you're voracious when it comes to learning and developing your growth mindset and always looking for that next edge. So this is the perfect segue into our interview about what are the leadership qualities that you believe, Kathy, leaders need the most during this critical and difficult time that we're going through? So right now we, we are leading in a time of real ambiguity, right? I think a leader at this moment in time needs to be very present needs to be authentic and have a high level of communication with their team. I also think a leader needs a vision. Being honest, authentic, and really showing, you know, don't go where the puck is, go where the puck is going. For us here, like at Merck, our mission hasn't changed. In fact, it's probably 
it's more important than ever, right? Uh, on getting people healthy and moving forward. So I think a leader really has to have a vision, be authentic, and be human-centered. You know, always make sure you're you're connecting with your people and, and really engaging with a high level of communication when there's ambiguity, right? Just to make sure that you can all shepherd this together. Right, right. And Kathy, from your perspective, what are some of those, um, you, when you say go where the puck is going and where the puck is, for Merck, what does that look like these days? I know you're working on a very special project and there's very, you know, you're looking for ways in which to go above and beyond, right, what's happening in the industry. What is that for, for you and the visionaries that are in your leadership team? So I think healthcare is at a real precipice right now. You know, we're reimagining, right? Um, I, I was on a webinar and one particularly very large healthcare system here in the United States, they said on February 19th, they were doing 1% telehealth and today they're doing over 90% overnight, right? So I think right now there is so much change, but it's a great time to be fearless and reimagine and test out new ways of engagement. Mm. So for me, I see the glass half full. I mean, I think about my special assignment where we're reimagining our benefit designs for our employees and dependents who are on an oncology journey. Cancer is an extraordinarily life-changing, scary event and how we meet our employees' needs. So again, I think it needs boldness. I think it needs a sense of, of hope. I always think there's a sense of hope and being totally authentic. So that's kind of where I am right now with my particular career, my projects and, and going forward. And so when we talk about being authentic, right, we hear that all the time. And being authentic could mean so many different things to different people, right? For me, being authentic is sharing my personal stories in the context of a conversation, uh, making it uh, blend in with what we're discussing so it's relevant, right, to the audience. To me, being authentic means speaking my mind about how I really feel about something while also knowing that there's different needs and different perspectives in the room and being respectful of all of them while still being able to voice what I want to say. So what does being authentic mean to you? And how does it look in the workplace for you? The other aspect I think that's very important is being humble and vulnerable. Mm. I don't pretend to have all the answers. I really look to experts. I read, I ask people for their opinions, for their input. But I think being vulnerable and, and saying, listen, I'm not really sure, but, but we can find out builds more collaboration and teamwork. Mm. Uh, I don't think any of us have it all figured out. So no. for me, authenticity is to everything you said. And it's, it's, it's also admitting when you're not so sure and, right. when you, and when you need help and being resourceful to get that help. And I believe there's power in that, right? I, I think so. I mean, I'm always humbled by some of the brilliant people I work with, but I've learned that being resourceful and branching out and asking people for help, people are more than happy to help, but not pretending I know it all because I certainly don't. Thank you, Kathy. None of us do, right? So let's move on to, to what about companies? I know you have been around for a while and during all that time, you have been exposed to different types of training. And I always tell all my clients and you know, 
all the people that are members in of our programs, that it's always important for us to take responsibility for our own learning and development. If you were this leader in an organization and you're looking to develop your leaders, Kathy, what approach would you be taking right now to developing your leaders? What's important? I think some of leadership training is very, it has to be very personalized and customized. I also think that fostering people to move around and take different roles is really critical. It's something I've been very blessed. I've been able to do many different roles, but you learn so much. I mean, my current position, Jenny, I didn't even know various divisions of Mark Human existed because we're so large. I think job swaps, I think mentoring, Mentoring is a whole different thing on how you go about networking and finding a mentor. I think that's incredibly important. And, and getting mentors and leaders outside of the company and even outside, sometimes outside the industry, it gives you a much more holistic approach to, to your job. So how have you been able to do that, to accomplish that, to get those mentors outside of your industry or work? So I've seeked out several mentors outside of Merck uh, that are in healthcare, but in various capacities of leadership that are unrelated to pharma. And again, what I learned about them is the market trends from their perspective, right? And the market trends, I mean, we, we have a kind of a siloed approach to what we think with pharmaceuticals, but there's a, a cadre of, of other assets to healthcare that I feel like I'm learning on an everyday basis. So I've made it a point. I've also joined various organizations, uh, various women's organizations, professional women organizations, working with you, uh, working with uh, and forming relationships with some of the people we were in fearless uh, training with who are in different industries and, and different companies. So again, I think it's a very holistic approach in order to become good at what you do. At the same time, I think it's incumbent upon all of us to be experts at what we're doing. And that means going the extra mile with watching the podcast, reading as much as you can, going to lectures, being visible at meetings when we could be at live meetings. Yeah, I agree with you. And I like, because what you're sharing with us also applies to the next question, which is, what should leaders be doing right now to develop a unique edge? And I would say that everything that you shared applies to that. What else would you tell them, the people that are listening? And also, what advice would you give your daughter right now if you wanted her to develop that unique edge? Young people, I, I always tell them, get as much as education as they can. That's always just sage advice. I mean, I'm talking to you who has, I don't know how many degrees in your PhD, but I, I think education is really key and I really encourage that. But I also encourage people to look with outside their company as well. Again, to glean those, those other perspectives, to take different roles. I don't know going forward if, most people, I, I've been with Merck over 30 years. I've loved every minute of it and really enjoyed the people. But I, the next millennials coming, I'm not sure there'll be people who'll stay with companies. I think they'll jump around for different experiences as, as we see that pattern. And quite frankly, I think that's terrific. I think, again, it, it well rounds them. As far as developing leaders, though, 
the more I've grown in leadership, particularly since you and I have worked together, is that journey within. And I can't emphasize that enough. Really taking a look in on how we, our biases, who we really are, what we really want, what that end goal is. In order to come across authentic, you really need to understand yourself and have tremendous self-awareness because only then can you effectively help other people along their path. Yeah, right. Your team, yourself, really understand what that compelling future looks like, Kathy. And I know that some of the work that we do together is working on fears, right? What would you like to share with the audience about our work around our fears and our limiting beliefs and those things that hold us back? So, Ginny, they are the biggest obstacles to ourselves. Talk about, you know, getting... Uh, getting our, in the way of our own selves. Uh, that's one thing I, I absolutely find is very unique about your leadership program is really looking at those fears and that self-sabotage and self-talk and looking at beliefs that really aren't true, really looking at your beliefs and challenging them to really expand. But fears we do everything based on fears, us human beings, us imperfect human beings. So that's been one of the most freeing, freeing aspects to, to the leadership was once you can get past that, the energy can go to much more forward thinking projects and experiences and, and quite frankly, personal satisfaction and professional success. Thank you, Kathy. So before we say goodbye, what would you like to leave the audience with? What is your last message for them? So my mantra in life has always been where there is a will, there is a way. And I really, really believe that I think anybody can achieve anything they want for as long as they're willing to work hard, work on themselves, try to make this place, our world, a better place. Oh, that's a beautiful message. I love it. And it's, it's, I'm not surprised, right, that you're leaving us with that message. And Judy, thank you for everything. It is my hope and dream every woman gets to take the Fearless Mastermind course. And every gentleman as well. I shouldn't just say women, right? I think there's a certain need that women of vulnerability come into this. But it's, I want to thank you because it's really been transformative. So thank you. And it's been amazing working with you and getting to know you, Kathy, and know, to get to know you on a personal level above and beyond our professional connection. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. If you enjoy this content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and tools at executivebound.com. I'll see you next time.